are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be doing this podcast without you, the listener, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. But what are we talking about in today's podcast? Well, it's our Festivus episode. It's actually a three-man crossover. I am not the host of this podcast today. We are letting Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers take over the podcast today as host. So he's the one hosting this. It's going to be me, Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers, and also Jason Burke of Locked On A. So it's going to be a West Coast Festivus podcast. Those who are AL West hosts, I am a NL West host, so I guess it's a West Coast podcast. So it's going to be jam-packed. It's going to be a fun time. So let's get right into it. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a happy Festivus to you all. This is your three-way crossover special Festivus episode of Locked on Rangers, Locked on A's, Locked on Diamondbacks. We are here on this wonderful Holy Festivus Day, a tradition started by Jason Burke of Locked on A's last year. He is your host (laughs) in the top right as you're looking at him. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing very Festivus-y. I'm always excited for these. These are a good time. It is a great time. And joining us, first time Festivus guest, the Festivus for the rest of us, King of Arizona, Millard Thomas, host of Locked on Diamondbacks. Millard, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. First time doing the Festivus episode with y'all. Had to be schooled a little bit and explained what Festivus was. It wasn't a big Seinfeld guy growing up. So thank you for that. Give me the knowledge I needed to do this pod with y'all. Yeah, no worries. It is wonderful. I have been watching uh, Seinfeld. I wasn't a huge Seinfeld guy. I would watch it sporadically when I came home from school. It would be on. And so I absorbed it, you know, through that. And I, I of course, watched the Festus episode a couple of times. But I'm not the reigning Seinfeld king on this mm. episode. Jason Burke, for those who are not aware of this holy day, this uh, December 23rd and what it means in Festivus, <laughs> can you explain to the layman's what this holy day is celebrating? I will do my best. Um, if you are familiar with the the program Seinfeld, George's dad, George is the short one with the balding hair. Uh, his dad was tired of the commercialism of Christmas. And so he wanted to create his own holiday that was for everybody, a Festivus for the rest of us. 
And so he made this thing, and basically there are feats of strength where you fight somebody <laughs> at this holiday <laughs> or wrestle somebody. Uh, and then you also air your grievances with the family. And he famously said, I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about them. And so uh, that is that is basically th those two clips were basically festivist. And so we just started doing this last year where we make a podcast episode talking about our teams in both good and bad ways. So uh, it, it's a good time. And also we can dunk on each other's teams because who doesn't love snark? Absolutely. And uh, instead of a, a, a holiday tree, I believe they have a uh, giant metal pole. If I'm remembering that correctly, that is correct. Uh, okay, we do good. not have a poll because we are not in the same location. <laughs> <laughs> My mic stand kind of counts. It's metal. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm counting. It. I, made, I made sure to wear a holiday themed sweater, not a uh, Christmas themed sweater, because this is a Festivus for the rest of us. And uh, bring this down into three parts. Basically, we'll have um, first off, we're going to talk about the commercialism of baseball, the things that are wrong with the commercialism of baseball. Then we're going to talk about our feats of strength, pick our champion from our respective teams. And then we're going to air our grievances because we got a lot of problems with these people and uh, y'all are <laughs> going to hear about them. So let's start off with the commercialism. What is your biggest problem with the commercialism of baseball? Uh, I will throw this to you, Miller Thomas, because uh, I believe you have the best thing to start us off with. And you're just going to go ahead and shave us right off the stop. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess I got the best one. I'm not too sure about that. But this is focus on the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're talking about commercialism. My biggest issue with the D-backs in terms of that area is the owner himself, Ken Kendrick, because recently, a couple years ago, anyone who had 1% or less in ownership in the D-backs, he made you either sell your share or he was going to buy you out. And for Ken Kendrick, I would rather him worry about the money going into the team than the money going into his pocket because the D-backs are always below the league average in terms of salary cap. They need to put more money into the team. There's not enough talent on the roster currently, mostly because he always hamstrungs his GMs and never lets them go out and do what they need to do in free agency, the offseason, blah, blah, blah. So, Ken Kendrick, please put the money back into the front office and stop putting it in your own pocket. Ooh. Boom. That's a fire. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Bringing the heat. And he knows he's Same. got some problems with commercialism uh, and and his baseball team is Jason Burke, host of Locked on A's. Jason, what is your biggest problem with commercialism in baseball or relative to your own team? I mean, obviously, I could take the same thing that Miller just said, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper and I'm coming for the marketing department. I assume Ooh. it's them. I don't know. I don't wow. know who it is. The marketing um, team. <laughs> yeah. You guys have been sitting on cushy jobs for too long, marketing. <laughs> There's probably like three people in the Ace Marketing Department. But uh, no, for me, and it's not necessarily marketing, it's more so they don't have enough like new gear every year. It's always like the same basic things that you see for every team. They don't have like their own twist on anything. And it's like, hey, you want one of these four shirts for the entire season? Or they don't have enough stuff that I want to buy. And for me... Uh, it directs it, it goes straight into marketing, because if you don't have the products that have the, the logo of the team that you are trying to represent uh, that they are going to buy, then they're not going to buy them. And then people don't wear them and then they don't wear them like outside. And it's just free marketing. It, it sh they should really have more stuff. And uh, my wife and I went to the Target in Walnut Creek. Uh, 
They had zero A's things there. They had every other Bay Area sports team, but they didn't have any A stuff. They had like half of it was Sharks stuff and sure, hockey's in season, but they still had Giants stuff. They still had Niners stuff. No A stuff. And I was like, that's wild because this is their territory. This is where they should be dominating. Nothing. And I assume either it all got bought up, highly doubtful, or uh, they don't have enough stuff. They need more stuff is what I want. I want to buy more A stuff. Let me do that, A's. That's all. <laughs> money ball. Yeah. Money ball. Give, let me give you my money for that ball. Is, yes. Is what money yes. ball was really about. Um <laughs> I feel like you're it's not the new getting market the, inefficiency. You you are you are leading into the commercialism, and I respect that. But I'm going to go the opposite yeah. <laughs> direction. Um, my issue with the commercialism in baseball, especially relative to my team, is the attendance. The Rangers were first in attendance. Do you know why? <laughs> oh, yes, I, I didn't even know that. Because they were in the American League. I'm, I'm pretty sure in all of baseball too. But it's because they opened their stadium doors to a hundred percent. From the very start of the season when COVID numbers were spiking, when the vaccine rollout was slow, when people were hesitant to even get the vaccine and it wasn't even available at that time in April and May. And they just completely disregarded that and cared only about the money in their pockets, which is what ownership has always done here and uh, cared about getting other people's money and spending the least amount of their own indicative by the fact that Arlington taxpayers keep paying for these stupid stadiums. I don't know why they keep doing that. Arlington politicians are throwing them under the bus. These billionaires can pay for their own dang stadiums, but also these billionaires should be at least, I don't know, a little bit caring about people's lives and uh, not helping spread a deadly disease when, you know, in the still in the very middle of it in these early part of the season, which is when they racked up their glowing lead in attendance, which they will continue to brag about. All through next year, we were first in attendance, even though we were a terrible product and everyone hated watching our stupid team and our expensive trash shed of a stadium. Like, ugh, I got some problems with these people. <laughs> I like it. Well, um, I feel like I feel like we nailed that um, capitalism hating rant part of of this. Well, you guys um, did. <laughs> no, no, I I feel pretty good about you. It wasn't. It was like I don't know. It's a scarcity. I don't know what, what it was. But so it was you were on the same vein. This is all yeah. some great stuff from us, and we're gonna get into these feats of strength. There's gonna be a lot of, of strength had around here. I don't know if we're gonna actually physically wrestle each other, but we might. But first, we gotta tell you guys about Built Bar. This holiday season, this festivist season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and even better than a candy bar. You know, Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And it's high in protein, so if you do want to wrestle somebody on this Festivus, you need to grab yourself a Built Bar, and it can help you take down your opponent. Guys, which is your favorite uh, Built Bar to, to cram right before you wrestle your dad on Festivus? Mm. I think I'm going to have to go with that chocolate chip cookie dough just because I'm a sucker for anything that tastes like cookie dough, mm. and it's just absolutely delicious. So I'm going to have to go with that one. Honestly, I got some of those Built Bar Puffs, and the, the lemon Ooh. one was amazing. Ooh. I liked that one a lot. That one's really solid. I got to go with the, the mint chocolate chip. It, it's solid. It's classic. Like it, <laughs> it knows what it's doing. It's there to do it, and it does it every single time. So if you want to check out one of these Built Bars for yourself, you want to you know bulk up and uh, you know work out and eat some protein bars before – um, you you fight your dad on Festivus. Then yep. you can go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
now we are to the feats of strength portion of this special festivus show we are here with locked on a's jason burke locked on diamondbacks miller thomas and me locked on rangers bryce patrick talking about feats of strength now in this part of the show we will pick our champion for our feats of strength they have to be a player on our team and we will decide amongst ourselves who of these champions would be most likely to win this feats of strength contest uh jason i'm gonna go ahead and start with you on this one who are you picking to be your champion as your feats of strength person? Well, most people would assume that I'm going to pick reigning feats of strength champion, Matt Olson, because he won he won last year. But um, as I made fun I of still, you last year during our thing, <laughs> no, no, but because I made fun of you, I'm like, are, are your guys? Uh, we had Ryan from who was the host of Locked on Rockies at the time, and he he picked Nolan Arenado. You picked Joey Gallo. And I was like, your guys are going to be traded. It doesn't matter. Uh, my guy wins by default because they'll still be on the team. And I feel like I should follow those same rules because I'm pretty sure Matt Olson's getting traded. So I have to pick somebody else. <laughs> he's still so there today. That, he's still there. Yeah, I mean, he's I still like there now. Still but he, is he going to wear the A's uh, uniform at the beginning of the season? Are we counting him the champion so. because he hit the most home runs of all those guys in this past year? Yeah. I, I feel like that mm. counts. He had 39. I mean, just yeah, no, no, no. Matt Olson won. The, the, he's the, the, the reigning champion, but I, I cannot pick him for 2022. So I have to pick somebody new. And for 2022, I am picking Seth Brown, who uh, I, I figure is going to be on the team. There's like five <laughs> guys that I think might be on this team right now. So, so I'm going with somebody that I know will be there and somebody who hit 20 home runs in 2021. He had the same home run rate. It, it was very, very close to Matt Olson. So if he gets a little bit more playing time and can figure out some lefties, Seth Brown will beat whoever you guys are throwing at him. Seth Brown, defending champion, 2022. I'm surprised you didn't, surprised you didn't pick uh, Pete Cosma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him saw, or Jason I saw, Kendall, I don't know. <laughs> I saw that he was there and he like got like he was in the big league. I, we do this thing. Like on my episodes of like picking a random ranger and like looking at their baseball reference page, and I picked Pete Cosmo. I'm like, wait, he played in the big leagues this year for yeah, the A's, a team a that had a team that had AL West championship hosts. But uh, this is not a Pete Cosmo podcast. This is a feats of strength podcast. Miller Thomas, who were you picking for your champion of the feats of strength? Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, Jason. I had to do a quick Google search on Seth Brown. Not too sure I've heard of him before. So went on his baseball reference. Not too bad. Not too bad. We'll see what he does next year. But maybe for you, being in the AL, you might not know who my player is because I think the obvious answer would be going with Ketel Marte. Obviously, the best player the D-backs have. We've seen 30 home run potential from him before in the past, but I'm actually going to go with a curveball answer here and go with Ooh. Dalton Varsho, the Ooh. prized phenom from the D-backs who struggled mightily in the first half last year, but turned it up in the second half, basically doubled his average, his OPS. He finished with 11 home runs, basically hit 10 of them in the last two months of the season. He's like 5'10", 210. He's stocky dude. He plays catcher. He plays in the outfield. He can rob home runs. He basically does it all. He could be a 30-30 guy. That's what he was in the minor as a catcher so i'm going with dalton varsho as the sneaky contender here we'll see you know how he does he's still pretty young in his career but i'm going with varsho as a sneaky contender for next season wow. and he's gonna get playing time so that definitely goes oh, yeah. in his favor I, i'm intrigued by that um yeah but he still sucks uh Bryce, <laughs> <laughs> 
team definitely well, sucks. <laughs> uh, with, with my, you know, there there are a few new Ranger batch. There's, um, you know, of course the uh, the big names like uh, Cole Calhoun, like uh, John Cole Gray. Calhoun. You're gonna do me like that, Bryce. I, I, you're gonna bring I had him to up, do you, I had to do you like that. But the third, <laughs> the fourth most important player signed. He gets 19 games band. against the Astros now. He's gonna hit like 50 homers. I hope yeah. so. I hope he actually so. might be a good candidate for this. Not gonna lie to you. Um, but you know, I'm not just going to burn you. I'm also going to burn Jason Burke. I'm going to go with Marcus Simeon. (laughs) I mean, he might hit more home runs against the A's than old Seth Brown might hit for the A's this year. The guy had 45 bombs last year, had 33 in 2019 as a member of the Oakland A's, who they let walk out the door with a pitiful contract offer. Go to ball. uh, Where's Joey Gallo? Um, Don't ask about Joey Gallo. (laughs) Dang it. This is a time. Well, I'll have my grievances for you, bub. All right. Um, But 45 freaking bombs, a record for a primary second baseman to hit in a season and he's going to top that. He's got to hit a bazillion bombs in Arlington. Ooh, uh, I could have gone with Corey Seager as well. Um, you know, I, I'd say he has about a 40 home run season. And even if you do still have Matt Olson and he's not a member of the Rangers, which would be just a double middle finger to Jason Burke if I have two feats of strength champions <laughs> that are not mine. And then Joey Gallo comes back and wins one and I shove that in your face for the next wow. Festivus. Um, but, you know. I, I am picking Marcus Simeon as my feats of strength champion, and I feel pretty good about that, um, especially because both your teams suck. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. I don't like it. Yeah, no, no, no. We 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 have a uh, we have some beef, you and me. We got some beef, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I bet we do, but you know what else I bet on? I bet online at betonline.ag. <laughs> BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. If you want to bet on uh, Jason and Millard's team sucking really bad, you can bet on that. If you want to bet on the Rangers <laughs> good odds. better, um, you, could, you could bet on that as well. Um, pretty good odds for that. If you want to Bet on me dunking on these clowns all year long. You can bet on. I, actually, I don't know if you can bet on that, but like <laughs> great odds. Uh, yeah, great odds <laughs> on that. You know, you can bet on basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available. Bet online. It's where the game starts. And this game is going to finish, or I guess this podcast is going to finish, with us airing some grievances. You know, I, I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about it. No, no, no. First off, let's start off with Did Bryce I assuming that his team is better than either of ours at this <laughs> yeah, point. But... Um, are they going to win more than like 75 games? I Can mean, the A's, A's not gonna... win 75 games? Can the I mean, Diamondbacks not, not win you... 75 games? I mean, they cannot. probably not. The, the Diamondbacks, <laughs> I feel pretty good about saying they cannot. I mean, the A's, right, as presently constructed, could. But, I mean, how many of their actually good players are going to be here in, you know, within a week? Counterpoint, of, of does the, it uh, matter? Getting... Yes, it does matter. Oh, oh dang. Okay. It, it does matter. Well, in that uh, case, you're... maybe maybe you're going to beat all of us with 75 wins. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win 100 games, but uh, I don't think they're going to lose 100 either. And that might be true of both of your clubs. But in that wake, 
we all have a lot of grievances to air. Um, Millard, <laughs> since you're te- you have, I feel like you have the most right to air some grievances, and this is your first Festivus episode. I'm going to let you go first. Tell me, what are your baseball grievances that you want to air? Yeah, I'll start with one, and then I'll pass it on to you guys. But this is about uh, this is like a love story, the one who got away because. This past season, we saw a man do something that I never thought I would see because during the 2020 year, every time this man started, I would have major migraines. And I'm talking about Robbie Ray, who decided all of a sudden to leave Arizona and turn into a Cy Young Award winner. We've been waiting for this guy to turn into the weapon we saw this year. Back in 2017, this man was an all-star, had like a sub-three year array, and every season in a D-backs uniform, he went backwards, he regressed, and then as soon as we trade him, he wants to turn to one of the best pitchers in the league, Robbie Ray. It's a story of one uh, of who got away, and for the D-backs, I'm very disappointed that they keep letting these players like Robbie Ray and Paul Goldschmidt go to other teams when they should be helping the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, that is rough, man. I, I I honestly kind of forgot that he was. A Me too. <laughs> yeah, oh, <gosh. laughs> I did. Man, that was really rough. Um, we Ouch. can just we can just air one grievance at a time. Just keep going until until we feel like we have gotten all the grievances out of our system. Jason, what is your first grievance that you want to air? Ooh, okay. Well, I'm going to start with the one that everybody knows about. It's the impending trades because yeah, we're at this time again. Baseball fans were the A's. Trade everybody that you know about on the on the A's, and then you learn more about the Seth Browns, or you never hear about people again uh, until the A's are good again and start surprising people again. But um, yeah, I'm assuming that Matt Olson's gone. I'm assuming if Matt Olson goes, Frankie Montas is gone, and if you're trading one of arguably your best starter and one of your better your your best hitter, uh, hey, why not tear it down some more? So uh, that that's my reasoning. And uh, I'm, you know, I've done this. I'm protected. I'm I'm ready for it. But at the same time, I'm not happy about it. I would really love for this team to spend like, I don't know, 20 or 30 million dollars more and, uh, you know, try harder. Uh, That's all that I ask, (laughs) really, because they in 2020, they had a team that could have actually done something. But they, you know, still spent under 100 million dollars and they didn't. So. They, they could try slightly harder financially and uh, get some of those bigger free agents. And then all of a sudden, hey, maybe they make it to the ALCS one of these years uh, as opposed to never. So that's that's grievance number one for me. Uh, Jason, you're asking for a lot there. You're either going to get the commercial stuff you could buy in the stores or you could have the players. <laughs> you can't have both here, Jason. What? I Dude, I still have a Ryan Sweeney jersey hanging in my closet. Oh, I'm okay Sweeney. with crappy baseball players. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, I'm starting to think, you know, maybe if they did have all that stuff and that merchandise that they sold in the store, then they'd have the money to go spend on some good players. I don't know. That, that seems like a stroke too far. But I, I've got some grievances <laughs> that you people are going to hear about. And my grievance is, yeah, it, it's pretty obvious. Why did this team trade Joey Gallo cheap out on his contract extension offer literally less than four months before spending half a billion dollars in a two day span? You guys cried poor for five years, basically since these owners bought the team. They're like, we're so poor. We're so poor. We can't afford anybody. And then, boom, in a 48 hour period, you prove, oh, you're really not that poor. You could have done this the whole time. Why didn't you? Joey Gallo is your best homegrown star that you've had since Mark Teixeira. 
Mark freaking Teixeira. And you decided, no, no, we're going to cheap out and trade you for a middling package of prospects from the dang Yankees. You're going to make me watch him in a Yankees uniform, cheer for him in a Yankees uniform, watch him in a playoff game and cheer for them in the playoff game. And then they lose to Boston, of all people. You made me cheer for a Yankees team and then they lose to Boston. And then people in New York still hate on Joey Gallo. It's unfair. (laughs) It's cruel. And it's my biggest grievance that I've had with this sport in many, many moons. I have two takes on this. Uh, one, they let everybody in, so everybody got COVID, and now they can spend more money. So that it was the revenue, obviously, from opening all the gates. Um, so that's that's how. Um, two, there's a decent chance that Matt Olson goes to the Yankees, and so we can hate watch the Yankees together. And I think that that would be a fun stream for us to to start up in 2022. <laughs> it'd be it'd be very toxic, but also very cathartic. I think. Yeah, just us booing everybody besides Matt Olson and boo, Joey Gallo. Boo! Be nice to our sons. <laughs> boo! <laughs> yeah, Derek Bryce, Cole, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, are you uh, sure you're not going to have a chance to sign maybe Joey Gallo again next offseason? Are you sure the Yankees are going to commit to him long term? Because I don't know. I'm looking at his numbers here. I know we don't care about batting average anymore, oh but he got it. If you say batting average and Joey Gallo one more time, I'm going to beat some strength your ass. Should I bring up the <laughs> batting guy? average and Joseph Gallo? All right. All right. I'm, I'm driving to California right now. <laughs> you put, your, put your dukes up, buddy. No. And on the um, way there, you can hit up Arizona. No. And, and <laughs> no, you know, no, on, on that note, no. The Yankees are already talking about – they're already like shopping Joey Gallo in trade yeah. to other AOS teams, <laughs> um, which like a double – like how dare you double middle fingers to those stupid Yankees. There is a chance, um, although I'm not letting myself hope in it, that he could come back to Texas because he does – he did like – all season he talked about how much he missed the Rangers once he went to New York. So like there is a small possibility, but I'm not allowing myself that hope because if it doesn't happen, I will be hurt too badly to speak words for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, what Millard, what else would hurt you so much that you would be unable to speak for the rest of your life? Or what is your other grievance, I guess, is what I was going for there. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll still be able to speak. Hopefully, got to do that podcast five days a week. But we're in the off season now. Three days, baby. But Three days, uh, baby. Yeah, this one kind of piggybacks <laughs> off the last one I made with Robbie Ray. And it just the all overall developmental system in the D-backs organization, specifically when you look at their pitchers, because you have a Robbie Ray who seemed to work backwards the last few years. You have a guy like Luke Weaver who was really good that first season. Then all of a sudden now he only wants to throw two pitches. He's been getting worse the last couple of years. We were really excited about the debuts of Corbin Marin and JB Braskakis this year. Those guys didn't pan out. It just seems like every time there's a young, exciting pitcher that the D-backs fans should be excited about, those guys just seem to – usually start off hot like a burning fire and then flame out pretty quickly. So really, I just need this D-backs developmental system to pick it up. And they just hired Brent Strom from the Houston Astros, who has been able to re- really revive so many aging yeah. pitchers like a Justin Verlander and a Zach Greinke. So and even a Dallas Keuchel, too. So hopefully he can come over to Arizona and add some extra juice to this franchise in terms of developing these pitchers, because I think that's a big area of weakness right now because they're not going out and signing players. So they got to work from uh, in-house to get some talent on this team. Wow. I, I left the crowd I totally, silent. I totally, I feel, I, I resonated with that. It was just like, a, <laughs> okay. yes, I, I actually did not hear the about the, I, I had not heard the Brent Strom news. That's a, that's a pretty decent addition. I got to say, 
after watching the Astros all these years, he does good work. So uh, congrats, I guess. Yeah, also, congrats Thank on you. anyone <laughs> taking anything away from the Astros ever. Yes. Any good thing that's ever happened to them leaving <laughs> is uh, something that I throw my full support behind. And I'm sure Jason does, too. Yeah, oh, wholeheartedly. I was kind of rooting for Joe Espada to get the A's managing job just so we'd have their secrets. Um, I, I like well, Marcotte. I do. I can't say anything mean about Marcotte, but I kind of wanted Joe Espada just because he knows the secrets. Secret sauce, baby. That he does. Um, what What is the secret grievance that you, second grievance that you have to share with us today, Mr. Jason Burke? Secret grievance number two. Um, everybody. I mean, maybe you guys don't know. I don't know. But in Oakland, there's a lot of talk about the Howard Terminal project, which is basically it. It includes the A's ballpark project, keeping the A's in Oakland. But you also may be hearing about Las Vegas A's relocation news and whatnot. And uh, what I'd really like is for, I don't know, the local media or just the media to give everybody the full story, um, because there's been a lot of headway. They, they just released the environmental impact report. That's very, very good. That is a sign that things are really progressing in Oakland, keeping the A's in Oakland. But uh, at the same time, I feel like the A's ownership and uh, president, not Billy Bean, but, you know, the president, not the president of baseball operations, uh, Dave Cavill, reverse that. He's the president, not anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> A's fans know what I'm talking about. Um I feel like they, they plant stories in Vegas, like with the Vegas media, like, oh, yeah, so, hey, this cool thing's happening. But also this other thing in Vegas just happened for the A's. And let's talk about the, the same day that, you know, we're getting news, good news about Howard Terminal. And uh, I'd really just like for there to be like a week in between so that we can let the, the good story breathe for a minute as opposed to trying to suffocate it every time. Because uh, the last three times that something good has happened in Howard Terminal uh, there has been Vegas news immediately afterwards, and it's stupid. Um, and also, it's disingenuous because I, I said this on my own show. I saw this in, in a, my crossover with the Rays guys. Th there was one report from Vegas like a month ago where the A's put in a bid or an offer on a plot of land that they might want to build on. And uh, that that sounds terrible. Oh, no. But they didn't say if it was a competitive offer. They didn't say that it was a good offer. I could have I could have offered three dollars and I still made an offer. So you got to kind of read between the lines with uh, how you're consuming your Vegas. And uh, go from there is and also no one. Why is it being presented the same day as, you know, the EIR being released? It's usually because they're trying to, you know, speed things along or something in that regard. There's an ulterior motive for sure. Yeah, that's my, that's my grievance. There, there definitely is, and I, I feel for you on that. Uh, thankfully, there's never been any any rumors about like any of my professional sports teams <laughs> leaving being in a, a big old market like Dallas Fort Worth. Um, so I, I don't understand that, but I, I feel for you because I, I love the A's. I mean, I hate them, but like I also love them, and I love them being mm -hmm. in Oakland. And um, it's yeah. just it's where they're supposed to be. They are a great team for Oakland and. Stupid ownership needs to like shut up because you don't pay enough. You, like, you don't spend enough money to be able to like take this team away. Like, oh, we're going to take our team. Away. Like, oh, no. Like, why don't you actually spend some freaking money? Like, act like the billionaires that you are, that you are mm -hmm. not the poor boys that you feign to be. Um, but 
my my second grievance, what I, I think will be my last grievance and the last grievance is is not with the Rangers because you know I I can only have so many of those. It, it feels disingenuous to have you guys on here, the state of the teams like that you <laughs> cheer for, and to like just you know whine and moan after getting the the four players that my team just signed. But it's more of a complaint for baseball in general and with ownership in general. Literally the most fun week three days of an offseason that has had been had by all of baseball in the history of baseball. I'd say pretty confidently the most money that was spent, the most rumors. Everyone was like dying looking at their phones. Everyone was consuming hella content. Everyone was just so excited about baseball. Oh my gosh, all these teams that were kind of bad or mediocre added these big contract players. All these teams that thought they were going to get these other players didn't get them and panic and sign all these players just moving left, left, right and the other and it was so exciting and then boom, lockout. Baseball shoots itself in the foot again instead of building on that momentum and saying oh wow, let's be able to like you know, market these stars like the day after um, they had this press. The Rangers have this press conference for their four new players. It's like, oh, we can't even show any of their faces on our team's website. Like you absolutely shoot yourselves in the foot and the face at this point. That's how egregious this is. It's like you don't understand anything about what's going on. Like just cave to the players. It's like they're just not moving at all. Just find a common ground. You did not need to have a lockout like to settle this dispute. You really didn't. You're losing yourself money and you're losing fans. It took so long for baseball to recuperate from the last work stoppage that lasted into the season. It took mm -hmm. a amazing home run chase and hella hella steroids that I don't think will be happening to save baseball again if there is a work stoppage and they lose millions of fans like they did last time. Just Get your crap sorted out, owners. Pay the players what they're worth. You're making so much money. You don't even you don't even know what to do with all this money. Like there's no way you could possibly spend all of it. Just spend it on baseball being better and then you will make more money that you don't know what to do with that you can spend back into baseball and make the sport of baseball better. So stop shooting yourselves in the foot, in the face, in your junk. Like stop shooting yourselves and just make baseball good and let us watch baseball and enjoy it. That is my final grievance of the night and Preach. I feel pretty good about it. Oh, I guess I could talk now. Uh, I like it. Yes. <laughs> you, could, um, you could always talk, Jason. Yeah, I, I'm a. Um, no, wholeheartedly. And it's it's stupid because they didn't need to do a lockout. This is self-imposed. They they could have just been like, yeah, we're going to keep negotiating. And then they could have kept that momentum going if they were thinking about it. But. Oh, we need to really put a deadline on this and crank up pressure in. December, the beginning of December, when Wait, the no deadlines like baseball at all. March, there, there's no reason that they had to do this. Why not just let everybody get where they're getting? And maybe that's probably what they were waiting on is, you know, we, we will we want to know if we're going to Florida or Arizona for spring training. We want to know where we need to buy a house um, for, you know, free agents and stuff. And uh, that that's probably part of the negotiation tactic. So, yay, baseball. Love that. I love this sport. So. So much. Uh, it's yeah, wonderful. We, we did pick a dumb sport to follow, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and basically at this point, I'm just like, I hope the lockout ends until like a month before the season starts, just so we get another free agent frenzy right before yeah. the season starts. Like that's literally the only reason because if <laughs> the lockout ends like next week, then it's gonna be two, three months before anybody gets signed again, probably. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I I think I well, we we did our little uh, mm-hmm. uh, a crossover a while ago, Jason and I, and a couple other people. My my prediction was about the middle of January, and I think if it's the middle of January, not like early January or like if they did it on like Christmas, that I think I don't know if I'd be happy or like angry. Christmas about that. morning, it's like Merry Christmas. Here's here's a present. Baseball. We got our heads out of our butts and stopped shooting ourselves. Well, I'd be like, okay. I'm figuring this out by Saturday. Sorry guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they are. <laughs> um, but if they just get it by like the middle of January, I think. By the end of January, I think mo- there would be a flurry of signings because there's still there's still big name guys out there like Clayton Kershaw. Um, oh, is, yeah. is still out there um, and, and coming to Texas. Freddie Freeman is is obviously still out there, and uh, some other names that I'm not Chris Bryant. That's the one. The ones that the Rangers aren't linked <laughs> to and have no prayer of getting. Those are the ones that I'm not thinking. Oh, say a Suzuki as well. Use Mero Petit. Nobody said him. I said, yeah, I said big names. He's good. <laughs> I like him. Seth Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go get Seth Brown and rob Jason of his feats of strength. Oh, goodness. I'm going to be feels... on the lookout for him now next season. No, because yeah, this is going to be a very a heavy guy. Seth Brown podcast from here on out. I am. <laughs> I, I'm on board. Locked with on Seth, Seth Brown. Brown. <laughs> yes. Locked on Seth Brown. Um, He's the centerpiece of this team. Now. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, I've been there before, and I will be there for you throughout the rest time, rough times. But Festivus is not a rough time, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Um, Jason, where can the folks find you and all of your work? I've been doing uh, Locked on A's for a while now, so we got over 400 episodes. Go, start at number one and just see the progression of how good it's gotten. Because <laughs> it was You got rough. some time to kill. Yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> There's a lockout. What, what, what else are you going to do? Spend time with your family? Get out. Fight your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Locked on A's is the podcast. We're on uh, YouTube. We're anywhere you find either of these other two fine gentlemen. Um, I'm also at by Jason B on Twitter. You can follow the show at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I, was, I guess I'll just jump in here. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely don't check out the first couple hundred episodes I did. Go check out those last hundred. It definitely gets better uh, the more you listen to it. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. At CreatorThomas24 on Twitter. Just search up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram. Got to get more active on the gram. Not doing enough on there. And also on YouTube, Locked on Dimebacks, baby. So check us out on there and on all other platforms like these gentlemen up here. Yeah, yeah, go go subscribe to these other two shows on YouTube. We all could use more YouTube subscribers. We gotta oh, yeah. grow that YouTube community. Um, but for me, you can find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. Don't follow me on Instagram. I don't post anything there. Um, but uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Rangers on Twitter or subscribe on YouTube or wherever the heck you get your podcasts, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Best of luck to you in your feats of strength, champions in your endeavors next year. And uh, I'm still going to roast the crap out of your teams next year and have an absolute great time doing it. Happy Festivus <laughs> for the rest of us. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.
That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to today's edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen every day, of course, free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. Go make Locked On Bets your second listen of the day if you want to get some extra money in your pocket. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. The holidays are here. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. We'll be back to three days a week next week as well. Probably do... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe. I haven't quite, I haven't exactly decided yet how I'm going to do the schedule next week, but remember, we're three days a week now. Now that's the off season. So, everyone, go enjoy your Christmas. Go enjoy the holidays with your families. As always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!